Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, we are super excited to have Lindsay Banks. She is an award-winning author, a spiritual teacher, and a multifaceted being. She does channeling for the collective through the Pleiadians and following her soul. Over the last 12 years, she has learned a variety of healing modalities which have helped her along her path and which she now teaches to help you on yours. On top of all of this, this book that we're going to be talking about today is a combination of her own spiritual journey experiences and practical tips to support you on yours combined with channeling from the collective. Welcome. We are so excited to have you, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm really excited to be here. What's the name of your book? So I've got two books. So the first one is A Gentle Hug for Your Soul. That one is very much around sort of getting the foundations in place for living like a spiritual style life. So it talks about things like gratitude, mindfulness. It talks about death, about past lives, just some of the basics, um, which when implemented can help you to live a life full of ease and grace, let's say. So yeah, so, so that sort of came about going through my own dark night of the soul and my own sort of spiritual awakening. And these were the tools that I used. And when I came through it, I was very much like, I need to write these tools down in a book that can then help others on their journey and through their awakening. So yes, that's the first one. (laughs) So that book, as you mentioned, came through some dark times. And part of that was by losing your best friend to cancer. I'm so sorry to hear about that. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she, um, she, she had cancer and I knew she was going to pass. Um, and she passed on my 36th birthday and it's one of those sort of like moments where I was like I felt she needed to pass on my birthday so every year it's sort of like commemorating and celebrating you know her life as well as sort of like being able to celebrate my own birthday so Mm -hmm. I feel like she was very much sort of like a catalyst for me in terms of my awakening my one of my best friends died when I was 36 years old she died Mm -hmm. at 36 And that was very difficult for me because she, her and I had been friends since I was 12. She was always there. So she died right before Mother's Day, right before my birthday, like all around that time. It had been one year and it was my birthday. My son said, Hey, come outside. I found something in my car. And I was like, what? Well, he had taken my old radio out of my old car and put it in his car. And he, I get in his car and he presses play. And it was this CD that she had made, her and I, and it said, Nisha and Shanna songs. And it was yeah. my birthday. It was like a birthday present. So oh, when you said birthday, it kind of triggered me to remember that. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Beautiful. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh, was really cool. And I just sat in the car with my son and he just sat with me too. And we just listened to the songs and we sang and you know, every time I hear like those songs, I can always feel her presence Mm. and hear her. I can hear her singing. Yeah. I'm sorry that you lost your friend. I also wanted to also say that I love and appreciate your YouTube channel. Oh, thank you so much. And how on Tuesdays you interview people as well. And you've even interviewed some people that we've interviewed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) David Ditchfield. 
Oh, yes, yes, of course, yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> David's story. Me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> The thing is, I don't know about you guys, but when I set up, I was told by upstairs, you know, to, to do the spiritual journey. And I'd read about David in a magazine and I was like, oh, my days, I need to speak to this man. Um, and I just remember emailing him and saying, you know, will you please come on my channel? I really want to hear your story and talk about the near death experience and the music that he channeled and the paintings. I was just uh, amazing. I've loved, loved speaking with all these amazing people. I know you also, I listened to one recently. It was about the lady who started helping people with alien abductions and she, yeah. oh my gosh. And you had just saw a documentary with her on Amazon prime or something. And, and you just hit these people up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, I don't have this, uh, like I have no fear of rejection or anything like that. I literally will just email people and just say, you know, I love your story. I find you fascinating. Will you come and speak to me? I just find it fascinating how I call it upstairs or the universe, whatever. Just will put these people in my path. And I'm like, I need to speak to you about this. Is that okay? <laughs> I love it. You know, my favorite thing since I was a little girl was hearing other people's stories. And I think I got that from my mom because my mom always asked people, you know, and she just brought that out of them. Anyone that was around my mom was always just telling her their life stories. Yeah. And as a little girl, I used to kind of sit back and eavesdrop and be like, Ooh, I love it. And so, I mean, you totally align with, you know, us and, and we've been so blessed with guests too. And we're so blessed with you today. And we feel like it's the collective is just placing people right in our lap that we're meant to connect with. So again, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. yeah you know, it was very interesting reading your website I was like, wow, she just truly has received the same loving message that Mandy and I have that we need to share what we're going through in our spiritual journey so people don't think they're crazy. And we've literally said that, and I read that on your website. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so validating to meet people like you and our other many guests that are all like kind of on the same journey. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Probably about 18 months ago, people started coming to me and they would often say, I think I'm going crazy or I think I'm crazy. And now if somebody says that to me, I just reply and go, look, I speak to aliens. So if you think <laughs> crazy, do you know what I mean, just to put them into that place where it's like, OK, well, if she speaks to aliens, what I have to say is not going to sound that crazy. I you know think I mean? I've said that same thing, Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God I bless that you're you're somewhere in the world, too. So I appreciate your vulnerability with sharing that. Yeah, you, vulnerability is so important. It, it's kind of the icebreaker for people. If you can just throw out, like, I'll even start with saying, listen, there is nothing that you can tell me that I haven't heard or experienced myself. Yeah. That's kind of something that was instilled in me within the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, because when you sponsor people, they have to write out all of their resentments and all of their dirt. And the thing is, they're scared to do it. But the reality of it is, it doesn't surprise you as a sponsor because you've been there and you understand the depths of why people are, you know, do, have done things that they have shame around. So it's just that vulnerability opens just this beautiful pathway for people to feel comfortable in conversation and to share their souls. 
Yeah, and I think that's something that I do try to do, whether it's in my YouTube channel or my blog or my group, where, you know, sometimes I do feel a bit scared where I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to tell people that I'm channeling the Pleiadians. What are people going to think? But I'm like, I have to put myself out there, do you know what I mean? And I have to share. And last week was a particularly rough week emotionally. I don't know whether it's to do with what's going on with the, with the planet, but yeah, you have the same as well, Shanna. Yeah. Well, but what do you think that's coming from? Well, I think part of it is to do with the, the planets, the alignments, then like I'm a Scorpio as well. So I'm right on the cusps. I feel like part of it is to do with this death and this rebirth. I feel like I got sort of a bit stagnant, I want to say, in terms of my work. And I just literally every day last week was crying. And then on Thursday night, I was like, right, I'm going to do a Facebook Live and I'm going to just share that, you know, this week, it feels like a really emotional week. And I started doing this Facebook Live on my group and then I couldn't help it. I, I was sobbing literally to these 900 and odd people in my group and I could feel my throat chakra was sort of stuck. And I was just, I just said, guys, I need to take a bit of time out and I need to step away and find out what is going on. So then this weekend, like I was literally in my pajamas, like binge watching Netflix, that dead to me series, which is awesome. And just like journaling and just having some time for me to reflect. And then today I've done I've done a short YouTube video and I'm like, I'm going to stop doing my readings every week, utilizing the cards because I feel like going forward I need to tune in more to the channeled messages and do more channeling with multidimensional beings as opposed to using the cards as a tool to share. And one other thing you said in the October 18th um, YouTube that I watched that I put down in notes is that you mentioned your dream about the airport and I don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes but you know I go to an airport too but it's not in this earth so and so does several other people that I know we all go to the same place so I was wondering what your airport looked like wow so my airport well it's I've, I've never really had airport dreams until this year um but I can't even like to describe it it's difficult there's not that many people there it's not very busy but it's like I will see people that I've had connections with, you know, so like either spiritual people or people from my past. And we're all in this one space. But I don't know about you, Shanna, but I never actually get on the aeroplane. Never. I'm always in the departure. It's lounge. just a terminal. I call it a terminal. Yeah. So I've never yeah. actually called it an airport. I just am in a terminal because I've never actually even seen an, a plane. So yeah. I've often lost my luggage, you know, or I've turned like up. Like you're looking for something? Yeah. Or I'm always like, looking for something. I'm yeah, always like, searching. Yeah. Um, or I'll turn up and I'm like, right, I need to check in. They're like, where's your luggage? And I'm like, I don't have any. It's just me. And they're like, all right. So, so yeah, it's, it's been interesting, the, the dreams. Um, and the other day, actually, I dreamt I was in the airport, but I could see the control room. And I said to someone, I went, oh, is that Millennium Falcon? And they said, yes, it is. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> which felt like it was different. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Does yours have a people mover in the middle? Like what are no, the? Okay. No, mine does. Travelators. It's more just the departure lounge and just wandering oh, okay. through. Yeah. But never again on the air. Interesting. Mandy had a great idea. She said we should all lose a dream together and all go there. That would be awesome. 
try to meet in this terminal or airport, right? And figure it out. Yeah, but then we might get fucked and go freaking off to some planet and get our insides taken and shit. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> she just went. I did not do that. <laughs> Wait, that sounded real dirty. You might want to uh, repeat what you just said in a PG-13 manner. <laughs> okay, well, this podcast is definitely not for 13 and under. Mm-hmm. However, we've released an episode that's all about that. So about aliens and them harvesting. Oh my God, it looks so interesting. I need to listen to it after this. It's terrifying. I can never go it back. Is, it is so good. I think you'll like it. After listening to you and reading your stuff, I'm, and I, I feel very aligned with you. I think that you'll really, really freaking like it in a weird yeah. way, but you will. I was just having a quick look at his website and I was just like, oh my God. Now he is with the publishing company for David Ditchfield. Oh, is he? Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Ah. <laughs> oh, well, I've just channeled, I don't know, like, because I spent the weekend rereading my journal because it was my birthday and I was like, what have I accomplished this year? I had some healing done, some Rahani healing and something that was in my journal talked about the Hathors. Have you heard of them? I no. have heard of that. Explain that. Basically, I sat because I was trying, I I looked up on Google, I was like the Hathos and I found a couple of articles, but I thought I'm going to sit myself and ask upstairs, you know, to come through. And so they told me that they were seventh dimensional beings, but they're very much around bringing unconditional love to the planet. And they said they're a smaller group than the Palladians, but everything is very heart centered. And they were saying that in terms of that, this is one of humans biggest lessons is to learn how to love unconditionally and they said you know there's so many stories that you're brought up with there's songs which talks about love hurts and loves this so many people have become so guarded around it but yeah I've just published it on my blog like all the words that they've said but it was really interesting I was like oh never heard of these people before these beings (laughs) well let's let's go there like how did you start channeling yeah, so I think it probably started when I was writing A Gentle Hug for the Soul. Um, okay. I was doing a lot of meditating. I was going to the spiritualist church. And sometimes I would get stuck with my writing. So I would just go outside and I would just close my eyes, get into that meditative state and just say, right, what do you want me to write about today? And so I was getting themes about love and humanity. And it was very much messages coming through for the collective so I put them in my book. So some of them are in a gentle hug for the soul. And then it wasn't really until earlier this year that a Pleiadian introduced himself as, I think it was Al-Kayel. And he said, oh, I'm from the Pleiades and this is who I am. And sort of shared some more details with me. I do tend to do a lot of channeled writing now, which does come from these, I was calling them higher beings, but I feel like more multidimensional beings is a better way to describe them. And then, yeah, today I was like, I just like wanted to ask the question and, and that's sort of what they gave me. So the channeling I do is, is pr- primarily written. I have been channeling some light language through painting over the last couple of months. And I feel as if the next stage in my evolution is to then do it verbally. So I have had a few times where I've gone into meditation where there's like, and I don't really know how to describe this, but it's like a different voice comes through my throat and it's a male voice. 
So I've had a couple of letters and then once I heard the words, I am happy and it was coming from within me, but it wasn't my voice. So I feel like that's my next stage is to channel these multidimensional beings verbally. And is it a different language? So yeah, so, so I have done some sort of chanting and it feels like, it sounds like a cross between African and Spanish. I think there's some on my YouTube channel where I'm sort of like, I use my drum and I just get into that meditative state and I just start sort of making these sounds with my throat and, and I just start saying whatever's coming out. So it tends to be just maybe two or three different sounds mm. like on repeat. So it feels like light language sort of activation or light language codes. Can you explain how you learned of the Palladians and who they are? Over the last couple of years, I found myself saying things and not really knowing the reasons why or where they've come from. So an example was I started telling people that we needed to eradicate the word should from the English language, because whenever anyone uses the word should, it implies blame and guilt as well. So you have a sense of guilt when you're saying, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. And then I came across a book called Bringers of the Dawn by Barbara Mosiniak. And as I was reading this book, I just kept having all these aha moments. And I was like, oh my God, I've said that. So like when I was 18 at school and we had this class doing our A-levels, they were talking about how the world began and they were like, was it Darwinism? Was it evolution? Was it Big Bang? And I, put, I remember putting my hand up and I was like, it was none of those. I was like, we're, we're here as part of an experiment, like with aliens. And there was silence from it. Then just everyone laughed. And I was just like, never going to say that again. Then I'm a... But in this book, it talked about, you know, how we're here as part of an experiment. And then she talked about the word should be eradicated. And I'm like, this is what I've been saying. So I, I sort of realized that I'd been inadvertently channeling the Pleiadians for a few years without actually realizing. Then I decided to just sit and be like, right, who am I speaking to? And asking more questions from the Pleiadians. So the Pleiadians are a group of multidimensional beings, which are sort of closest in vibration to us so they're of the fifth dimension they're very much coming from a place of love and um, they originate from the Pleiades which is the seven sisters and as far as I'm aware they're blue in color and they communicate via telepathy it was so funny I did a meditation by a chap called Steve Noble who's brilliant and in this meditation he took you up into a spaceship and he said you know there's some beings on this ship and I remember looking at them and they didn't have any mouths so in my mind I said well how do you guys communicate if you don't have mouths and in my mind I got telepathy and about two seconds later this chap said in his meditation they communicate via telepathy and I was like well I already knew that because I've already spoken with them so had you studied or heard of these star seeds, these fifth dimensional beings before you were channeling these messages or was this something that just came to you? No. So I'd like, I believed in aliens. I'd heard the term aliens. I'd heard the term extraterrestrials. I'd never heard specifically of the Pleiadians until someone shared this book with me, which I then read, but I'd been channeling before I read her book. So the channelings, I just put it down to spirit guides or spirits. And I'd been doing some work with the Spiritualist Church. So I'd been going to the church to support a friend who'd been told they could speak to dead people. And I went along to support her. But I ended up being able to do that. I feel like it sort of, it helps you because it's, 
if you can speak to spirits who have passed, then it feels like this is the next stage because with spirits who've passed, you know who you're connecting with, you know who that spirit is. Whereas there's part of you that needs to like let go as well and just allow whichever sort of being it is to come through you in whichever way they feel they want to work with you. I love it. The reason I ask that is because I think it's really important for listeners to learn to trust themselves because Mm -hmm. our world conditions us really just sitting with it and trusting it. And a lot of times, and I've said this many times in other podcasts, we go to Google to verify our feelings, our emotions and our experiences. Mm -hmm. And it's really amazing because we have so many people on who didn't go to Google and didn't learn about this through online and they channeled it. And then you've got people from all over different countries who are saying the same things about these experiences, about the Pleiadians and the fifth dimension. I wanted you to reiterate that because this isn't something that you sat in a class and learned. I think that's important. So people know that they can too tap into this. And you really do have to trust yourself because Shanna and I can relate. When you have experiences like this, at first you're nervous to tell anyone and you got laughed at when you were 18. It's Mm -hmm. scary. And then when you do get laughed at, you learn to just keep it to yourself and turn it off. So I love that you're putting yourself out there and opening that door for people to know that it's okay. And that our world has taught us that anything that's, you know, abnormal or different means that it's wrong. And that's not true at all. Like at the minute, people are having to unlearn everything that they've learned and then relearn something that's maybe different or Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That seems that you can't learn in classrooms. Do you know what I mean? We can't learn in the traditional sense. It mm-hmm. very much comes from experience and it comes from like our lessons that we're learning as well. Yeah. And that's a very hard place to be because not only are you not trusting yourself at the beginning of that, but you're not trusting in everything that you believed in your whole life, that the world told you, that, the, that you know, our religion and history, the conditions. And so now it's just like, well, shit, what do I believe? But the beauty in that is that you're like at this blank slate where you just get to believe what you experience from here on out. And that's where that trusting in yourself comes in to be so important. And I wanted to bring up that the dark night of the soul, a lot of people who channel from Pleiades, they often all talk about the dark night of the soul. And is this just that dark place that awakens you? I feel so, yeah. So I feel as if it's, I mean, I never, I didn't even know what the term was whilst I was in it until, because even though I'd read loads of spiritual books, um, not there was no mention of this dark night of the soul. So, you know, I read books about angels and Reiki and crystals, but nothing specifically said about it. But it just feels as if it's like that place, you know, where you're literally at your lowest of your law and like the material stuff isn't making sense and you're very much just living day to day in order to sort of like get through and like I said utilizing these tools to try and support you and to to come back out of it and I still feel it's misleading to call it like a dark night because it can last months you know for some people it can last up to a year it's a really long time to sort of but it do feel like it precedes your awakening what sparked you to jump into this was it that friend who wanted your support to go to that church was it the darkness 
but my grandma I didn't realize both my grandparents actually sort of were interested in the spirit world but they never openly spoke about it so I found a book on my grandma's bookcase when I was 12 which was called Voices in My Year by Doris Stokes and she was a famous British medium who was going around talking to basically talking to dead people and I was like oh my god the idea for me at 12 that then stuff didn't finish when you died that there was another world that you could live in I just found fascinating and so I sort of got really engrossed in this world of ghosts and poltergeists and reading everything I could about spirits from like my local library which was tiny do you know what I mean there was probably six books on there and it was before Amazon before you could order books but I wanted to read up and know more and then I was living in Hong Kong for a year as part of my university degree and a friend of mine went on a Reiki retreat and he came back and sort of shared with me he was like can I put my hands on your back and you can feel this heat and I was like that's really weird how can your hands do that and he was like it's Reiki it's really powerful he's like I've been laughing I've been crying and at the time I'm like why would you choose to cry why is that a good thing not really understanding then the healing power of it and then I sort of did what I think a lot of people do is like I went back to uni got my degree went into a graduate job for a, a retailer and then about two years in I was like I feel like I'm, I'm just not happy, you know, I'm not enjoying this. I need something. I was smoking like 20 cigarettes a day then on like seven cups of caffeinated coffee just to get through the day. So I went for Reiki and that sort of sparked my interest in crystals and angels and learning a lot of theoretical stuff, which then when I came to my friend passing, I was like, right, I need to put this into practice. And then going through a divorce, and we lived together for six months as well. So I was really like mindful, gratitude, you know, speaking to the angels, asking them for help, balancing my chakras, like meditating, journal. I was doing all the stuff I'd read about doing, but never had really put into practice. Um, and then I was just very open to the universe, I think, and allowed myself to sort of surrender and just be like, I knew I didn't want to go and work for someone else. I knew I wanted my own business. So I set myself up and went out there networking. You know, I remember being in one networking group and it was all men and myself at the top of the table. And the guy was like, oh, you can introduce oh. yourself last, Lindsay. We'll go easy on you. Oh. I was like, no, no, I'll go first. So I stood, up and I, yeah, I stood up and I thought I need to, to break the ice a little bit. So I was like, hi, my name's Lindsay. I was like, for a living, I speak to dead people and just started <laughs> like that. And like, like it broke the ice, all the men were laughing, do you know what I mean? And it made them feel a bit more comfortable rather than yeah. me saying, you know, I'm a medium or whatever. So I've just sort of had fun with the work I do and just try to find different ways to channel it creatively. So through writing, through events, through workshops, through my YouTube channel, so Lindsay, I want to dive into your book a little bit more. I mean, what an accomplishment. You got an award for it in 2019. Mm -hmm. It was also dropped in 13 countries. It appeared at an Ed Sheeran concert. Like, hello. Like, it was a big <laughs> deal. Let's talk about this book. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like I said, I felt like it was something that I needed to write coming through my dark private soul. Um, so I started in April 2018. 
and it was published. I wanted it to be published to sort of commemorate my friend's passing. So it was published two days before the two-year passing of hers, which was on October 22nd. And then in terms of the competition, I entered it on the very last day. I'd send my book off to a few publishers, but because I didn't have the numbers or the followers, they were like, we're not going to touch you. We don't want to publish it. So I was like, well, I've got no choice. I have to self-publish it. I self-published it. And then I did a, like a proper book launch for it, you know, with some friends and people that I knew would really be behind it. And then I just thought, how can I get this into other countries? So I just reached out and said to my friends, I was like, if anyone's going traveling, would you be willing to take a copy and either hand it to someone who you feel has gone through a really rough time or just do a book drop, take a picture of it and share it with me. So the first lady took it over to a conference, a forever living conference in Argentina and handed it to an American man who was going through a really rough time. And then he, about a month later, he sent me an email and said, can I please order 10 copies of your book? Because I'm going to give it to my staff members because I feel like it's been really useful for me. And he was like, I've also bought some crystals for the first time. So it was really nice to see that my book had made a difference, you know, to him. Um, and then, yeah, other people have left them in cafes. I've left them myself in like in just in supermarkets, you know, where they're selling their books. I've just dropped copies. I just wanted to be shared, do you know what I mean? And that was sort of like one of the ways that I felt I could share it and just get others to share it as well, basically. That's awesome. So isn't it like a guide? Sort of. So it's a bit of my story. So I like to write from my experiences so people who are reading it know that I'm not just coming from like a teacher sort of space, but it's like this has been my journey. These are the tools that have helped me. So I'm sharing them with you so they can help you. And then included within it is partly channeling. Um, and I thought I would only write the one book and it's quite short it's only like 95 pages long because I didn't want it to be too overwhelming either because I don't know about you guys but when you look at the self-help section sometimes the books are so thick and it's like it's too much information to take in mm -hmm. so I wanted it to be like to give an overview of all these different tools but then if people want to go away and do more on mindfulness they can do so it's sort of signposting as well and it's sort of the same, the, the second one that I've just published or started writing is sort of similar. It's a continuation of my journey, but it's different topics. You know, that had to have been kind of frustrating that no one would put it out there. And then you were like, sorry, I'm going to make it happen. I mean, that's some amazing determination. I love yeah, that. And you. then ends up getting an award. I mean, good for you. That is so amazing. It was like the universe literally dropped yeah. it places that it needed to be. Yeah, you know, exactly. Anna and I always say that we we're happy if we've helped one person. And I'm sure that's how you felt when you got that guy's email. But it's nice to see that it's continuing to help others as well. Yeah, definitely. I did. I said exactly what you just said. You know, if it reaches one person, it helps one person. I feel like it's been like worthwhile writing. So, yeah. You know, I love that on your website, you offered a full moon ritual for donations. Mm. Uh, what is a, what is your ritual look like? I'm curious. So my full moon ritual initially was sort of like putting my crystals outside. And then I, 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 I give thanks to five people um, who have been sort of like in my life or have done something or said something, which has really helped me. 
And then I go into my forgiveness and I'm like, right, I forgive such and such. And generally my ex-husband's always been on there. <laughs> um, but he hasn't been for a while. He's been pretty good. So, and then it generally consisted of just burning my piece of paper, you know, and just really letting go. Um, I've started to introduce like drinking cacao as well into that. So I drink my cacao now before I do it and listen to a song and bless the cacao and then go into wait, my wait, wait, wait. You're yeah, no, I'm sorry. You're drinking a cacao. What wait, what's that? So it's 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 from like the core, I think it's the cocoa bean. So it's oh. a it's a sacred bean. So it's a bit like it tastes like chocolate. So I, I put it in the pan and I make I mix it with milk. Uh-huh. So it's, it's it looks like chocolate bars, but I put about okay. 15 grams in a pan. And then, yeah, just whisk it with some um, oat milk and a bit of honey and then drink that. So it just tastes like a hot chocolate. Okay, what does it do? Does it help you kind of like, what what happens to you? So it's supposed to help to open the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. So what I find when I'm drinking it is it's very much sort of like just connecting me to that space of love and coming from my heart. So when I'm doing the gratitude and the forgiveness, I'm not coming from a space of anger or rage or envy. It's more, I'm coming from a space of love and I want to truly forgive these people who have either done something or said something, you know, which doesn't maybe sit with me. So that's sort of like how I feel. It sort of like ties into my my full moon ceremonies. So can you pick this up at like, like a natural grocery store? The cow, cow, what did you call it? Cacao. Cacao. Yeah, so it's spelled C-A-C-A-O. So I bought some from a supermarket, which said it was raw cacao, but it's so not, it's so not the same from the supermarket. So you can buy it from independence. So I get mine from a lady uh, who lives nearby who does yoga, and she has now just made a connection with a farmer in Peru. So it's going to come straight to her. So you know that it's sort of, it's not shaved down. Whereas, yeah, the cacao powder isn't the same. It doesn't taste the same at all. So people can tune in on Zoom and join you for this ritual. Yeah, so, well, what I've done now is, so there's, if, you, if you've never done a full moon ritual or new moon ritual before, then I do have like a course where you can just follow basically like what I've said. Um, Perfect. And yeah, and there's a small meditation on there as well. Um, yeah and then I've done a couple of circles since but it depends because I've got small children it depends yeah. on what days the, the moon yeah. is full because sometimes my son he very much likes coming down he likes being on camera and it's like it's not the same when I'm like banging my drum and trying to share that space and hold that yeah. space for others when sort of like my kids are nearby so yeah so I love that I saw that on there. I also saw that you wrote about, um, are you wondering where to begin on your spiritual journey? Because we could talk about our spiritual journey all day, but people are like, wait, where do I start? So where would you tell someone to start? So I think when you're just coming into it, it, it is that sort of like learning to meditate. And I remember reading a book about this 10 years ago when I was in retail, when I probably needed it the most, but this book was so big that I was just like, I read two pages and I threw it across the room. Cause I was like, there's no way I can sit for 30 minutes in the stillness, etc. But, you know, really sort of just taking that time to put away your phones, put away any devices, switch off your TV 
and just learning to sit in silence. There is no right or wrong way of doing it. It's starting, so starting to connect again through meditation, maybe starting to write about how you're feeling, you know, without lying about it, without saying, oh, I'm feeling great today, you know, start speaking your truth. So if someone says, how are you feeling? You can say, actually, I'm feeling really upset today or I'm feeling sad, you know, and learning to really tune into your emotions. I don't think many people actually sit there and go, right, I'm going to start my spiritual journey. It's something that happens to you. There's something that triggers it. And then you're in it without actually realizing that you're, you've started. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like your purpose was similar to ours. It's just making sure that no one out there is going through it alone and being there for each other. Your Facebook page has really grown and you're moving that page, correct? Yeah, so I'm currently in the throes of moving um, my Facebook group to an independent platform. So Mm -hmm. again, upstairs told me over the summer that I needed to leave Facebook. And then a couple of weeks ago, I just, when I was doing my Facebook lives, I didn't feel like the energy was right and it didn't feel as aligned anymore as what it used to. So I've set it up and yeah, begun moving. So it's still called Consciousness Arising. Because I asked the members in the group, I'm like, do you want a new name or do you want to keep this the same name? And everyone's like, let's keep the same name. So, so yeah, so it's consciousness arising and that's on Mighty Networks now. For someone like me who is, is there, how do I take it up a level and open myself up to the um, multidimensional beings? So I would set, just set the intention and just ask and just letting them know that you are open to receiving messages from them. I don't know if you do channeled writing as well, but I found that's a really good way of connecting with them and not judging what you're writing, but just allowing yourself to write whatever's coming through. Using art as well is a really good way. Some people channel them through music as well, you know, songwriting. And I just feel like it's it's getting into that sort of like creative vibe, you know, because when you're getting creative without judgment, it's so much easier to allow the stuff to flow through so like when you're connecting to a spirit you know you start off don't you saying like well it's a man or a woman and you describe them and you just start finding yourself saying the words and it's the same when you're connecting with these multi-dimensional beings it's like the words are coming through either through writing or through art or however because when you're in that creative vibe you're on a different level so that's what I would recommend awesome Well, you've been a joy. Shanna and I, um, we always do this thing at the end of our episodes called Break That Shit Down. And uh, we are going to ask you to just share anything that is on your heart right now that you want our listeners to hear. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Okay, this sentence just came into my mind and it just said, fill your lives with love. So whatever that means for you and however you can take that, just fill your lives with as much love as you can. I've gone all tingly now saying that. (laughs) I love that because love is definitely the most powerful energy that we possess. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you guys as well. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find your amazing books? 
Yeah, so my website is lindsaybanks.com. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, lindsaybanks111. And my book's available on Amazon as well as through my website. So, well, you're awesome. Thank you again for your time. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. I really appreciate Mm -hmm. it. It's been a pleasure. So nice to meet you. Thank you, lovely. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.